Well, according to the United Nations Refugee Agency, at least 10 million people have crossed the borders from Ukraine to elsewhere. A new report says Canada should loosen visa requirements to speed up admission of Ukrainian refugees here. While the Canadian government did open the applications for an unlimited number of Ukrainian refugees to come to Canada, a relatively smaller number of people actually got accepted. So why is this happening? Immigration lawyer Richard Kurland is joining us now. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. All right. A public policy study out of U of Calgary says that compared to other countries, Mm. Canada's actually received a very small number of refugees, 72,000. Process, uh, the process has been described by some as uh, frustrating, as slow, as inefficient. (coughs) So why is that? What's going on? Well, the data is right. That comes from Friday, actually, uh, 72,000 people here on Canadian soil. But round numbers, big picture, uh, there's close to half a million applications that have been received and uh, close to 200,000 approved. So you've approved 200,000 and you got 72,000 on Canadian soil since March. So um, that's not a terrible track record, but relative to other countries, uh, Canada could have done more. Uh, Kudos to our frontline visa officers who were faced with (laughs) the gargantuan task of bringing in extremely large numbers compared to what we normally do within a short period of time. So they were kind of building the airplane while the thing was flying. They changed operational procedures uh, to drop a lot of paperwork, uh, provided upfront information, got a private sector partner to take care of the passports and put uh, things called counterfoils into those passports. Um, But there were improvements literally weekly. But the problem relative to to other countries uh, in Europe uh, and, and smaller countries like Ireland have outperformed Canada. Yeah, and Ireland I think that's keeps, what the critics are aiming at. Yeah, Ireland keeps being used as the example. I noticed that, and it pops up several times in the report. What is Ireland doing that's so innovative? Well, they give money. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's not fair to compare just to Ireland. you you got to go big picture, and you have to look at that, that uh, other countries socioeconomic makeup and um, their existing support structures. Some, you know, practically some of those countries have better uh, Medicare systems, uh, finance, education of young people, uh, more so than uh, what we do here in Canada, and that's for political reasons. And this is the hidden third rail of the Ukrainian dossier in Canada. Ottawa, the Prime Minister's office, is well aware of the 1.2 million Ukrainian-Canadian citizen voters. And this is an opportunity to build bridges, political bridges, in uh, federal liberal weak spots across uh, the prairies. So no surprise to see lightning speed, political instructions to the immigration minister to get it done, uh, to maximize political capital to be gained by looking real good on the Ukraine file. Okay. What are other countries doing to streamline their process that you think maybe Mm. Canada could do or should do? You pointed out that there have been 200,000 approvals, but only 72,000 individuals have actually 
come here? Yeah, even my own clients, it was a, a barrier of frustration and lack of information when you're on the ground, yeah. uh, having departed Ukraine, sitting in Poland, flying around, literally flying around uh, to other European capitals, hoping to get uh, an appointment to give in your passport or to take your biometrics. So, I, I signal they dropped the ball. They could have put biometric collection machines in the airports. Uh, we did that in Afghanistan. And if had they done that in the major airports in Europe, you could have cut processing times by at least a third. Uh, and uh, things could have gone a lot faster. And, and it's frankly more secure to do it on the spot, looking at the person and, and getting your biometric result rather than having to wait. Uh, we also could have done more on the ground here in Canada. Uh, you know that young people have to go to college or university. So <laughs> give them local student fees to pay or subsidize those local, local student fees. But you don't say, come here, we'll take care of you. The, the, the young person lands and is faced with a $20,000 study bill. So the, the left side and the right side got to communicate a little better on the ground. Uh, maybe the province could have uh, helped a little more, and that's the problem with Canada. It's a never-ending consultation between levels of government before results are achieved. And in this one, an emergency working group ought to have been set up from the get-go to get the kids in school as soon as they hit Canadian soil. Okay. So what about, though, and this is a, a big criticism coming mm. um, out of that public policy report, it's that par mm. the parliamentary committee was actually concerned that Russian spies were going to come in easier if overall more refugees were allowed in. So how legitimate mm. is that concern, do you think, about uh, Russian espionage? Uh, I take it seriously. That's okay. my personal view. And uh, But what would be different? I mean... <laughs> You know, with, with that population popping in, uh, in, in that murky world of espionage, I don't buy it as a reason for uh, taking your time. Uh, if, if biometrics is not going to catch you today, it's not going to catch you in a year or two years either. So that, that complaint doesn't wash. What does wash is that Canada, uh, by uh, default, elected to allow the wealthiest Ukrainians into Canada as a priority. And that's because we didn't get our act together to arrange for transportation and uh, many of the upfront costs. So the wealthiest got first in line, and those are the ones, uh, you know, logic says, okay, came here first. We have fixed that. Uh, it was a criticism of many international groups that Canada was not doing its fair share to arrange for transportation and uh, the, the, the government subsidies uh, that were available elsewhere on the planet in Western democracies, but we fixed it. It's a learning experience, and I think we're prepared, uh, not saying never, uh, if there's another wave coming out of um, Taiwan or Hong Kong. We now have the technology and the ability to process mass migration short periods of time with a lot of lessons learned. It sounds like it. Richard, thanks so much for sharing uh, your thoughts with us this morning. A pleasure. Take care.